When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. It was Ohio State's day two of training camp, fall camp, preseason camp, whatever you want to call it, Tim. Two it's days summer, are in, so I'm going to call it summer camp. Two days are in the books. A little bit more overcast today. Maybe felt yeah. a little bit more like fall out there on the practice field for the Buckeyes. But two days down, uh, 23 to go here in August. And we got to watch a little bit of practice, maybe a little more today than we got to watch yesterday. And then the, the main event, we got to talk to Tony Alford, uh, Dallin Hayden, Mayan Williams, Travion Henderson, and Evan Pryor, the entire running back room. Uh, a lot to break down here, Tim. What's your main takeaway after watching a little bit of practice and speaking to those tailbacks? Well, I've been saying this all along. Ohio State definitely has a pair and a spare in, going into this season from a running back situation. And I think Dallin Hayden, from all reports, you know, the thing they're trying to do is slow him down as opposed to speed him up. That's always a good sign, man. It's Absolutely. like a race car drivers, man. It's hard to get one to go faster, uh, but it's a lot easier to slow them down. And, uh, and basically, uh, I followed up on the thing I've been following through since the spring, too. I mean, they got to figure out a way to get Evan Pryor on the field, and they're, they're doing that. Coach Tony Alford, one of the – Coach Tony Alford, one of the geniuses in the coaching profession, uh, he says he resembles that remark. Uh, uh, and said that, I mean, just like Ryan Day has, they're, they're going to figure out ways to get uh, Evan Pryor on the field, you know, but they're not going to forget about Travion Henderson, one of the one of the <laughs> freshman standouts last year, but he got banged up quite a bit as that year went on. And, of course, Mayan Williams, who I keep telling everybody, he's the guy that re re really went in and cracked open the safe against Utah in the Rose Bowl when they were yep. really having struggling running the ball and got things going there in that second quarter especially. Uh, but uh, I think they're in a really good situation at running back, but they've got four on scholarship. That's a still a little bit troubling, I would think. It's a little thin, Tim, but at the same time, if you can put three different guys on the field at running back number one, I guess, and feel pretty confident about who you have, that's just as good as, in my opinion, having, you know, three tight ends you feel good about, you know, five wide receivers you feel good about, three running backs in the era of the transfer portal, NIL, uh, you know, one-time transfer rule, uh, three good running backs that you can depend on is a a pretty good proposition to have and yeah. it was evident on the practice field those reps are getting split in training camp i know trayvon henderson will be the starter he will be the bell cow and he will be the the headliner of that room but if you think that you're going to just forget about Mayan Williams or see a drop-off when Evan Pryor comes on the field for Travion Henderson, you're absolutely mistaken, and I think you'll pay for that as a defense. And so, well, yeah, you may be seeing it's like pitches. I mean, you're going to be seeing different pitches from all three of those guys, possibly all four if Dallin Hayden comes along and plays some. I mean, that, that's what really stands out to me about this running back room. There is no cookie cutter involved. These guys are all different Absolutely. and they all offer something um, you know some spice there and Evan Pryor's one of those guys man he can hit the edge and go I mean he showed, showed that in the spring and stuff uh, Travion Anderson as I used that word last year he's got that wiggle man he can make you miss in the hole uh, and then Mayan Williams can has a little bit of that but he also can run right over you and that's a pretty good little uh, 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 variety to throw at teams. Tony Alford loves this running back room 
And he, he talks pretty gushingly about his players. He's very pro player uh, all the time. Yeah, but, but you didn't expect him to come out here and say he didn't like any of these guys, no, did you? No, no. But, you know, last year at this time, he was talking about the inexperience in the room. He was talking about how he had to get guys up to speed. Now he has Mayan Williams, who had the first touchdown of the season for Ohio State last year. He has Trayvon Henderson, who broke multiple freshman rushing records for Ohio State. And he has Evan Pryor, who he said, you know, point blank last year, he wasn't ready. They could have thrown him on the field in certain right. situations. But overall... As a product, he was not ready. And to say that gives you the idea that he thinks he is ready now. And so now he gets to unleash all three of those guys. And you can just tell that Tony Alford is more confident in his room and the experience that it gained and knowing exactly what he has in that room now than he was not even at this time last year, but even in the spring. You can see yeah. that he's he's pretty uh, is, ta- he's talking pretty glowingly of this room, and, and I, I think he's got a lot of reasons to do so. It's quite important, too, though, because there were games last year when both Travion and Master Teague the third weren't available at different points in games, uh, and Mayan Williams went in there and carried the load. Uh, Mayan Williams is a guy, I mean, I think could really make strides this year if he gets his shot. We know Travion is that kind of special talent. I mean, the guy that will run between the tackles but can hit a home run at any moment. He proved that countless times. Well, you can't, probably can't count him up. I'm not going to do it now. But then Evan Pryor is a very, has, has the, a, the very similar potential of any time he has a ball in his hands of taking it to the house. And, of course, Mayan Williams did it, you know, I guess Minnesota. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so right out of the bat, he kind of like made his point. So that's what stands out about all all four of these guys. And Dallin Naden, one of those guys, he is very fast. He's a one-cut guy and uh, hits a hole and goes. And that's what you want at this level. Last thing about running backs before we switch over to what we saw in the practice field, because I didn't really see a lot of running backs because You're they were way, down, way down far on the other end of the field. But... I'm tell, just going to tell the people watching this video, if you plan on still considering Mayan Williams a bruising running back, you should see him during fall camp. This guy has changed his body. He's slimmed down. He looks like a guy who wants to be on the field and not just in short yardage, not just to be called the meatball or pork chop or whatever nickname you want to give him. That's not really who Mayan Williams is anymore. I think he gave himself that nickname, pork chop. Yeah, but he's he's kind of taken it on him, upon himself to slim down to make sure that that people know he's not just a bruiser and if he can add that punishing ability between the tackles and also start to get more north and south you're talking about a a one-two punch and that's not even including evan Pryor, but a one-two experience punch there with trevion henderson yeah and maya williams who could be maybe the best back tandem in the country uh once the season gets started and people get to see those guys on the field so you say he's gone from pork chop to short rib uh perhaps I'm or not at least here, country rib. I'm not here to compare me yeah. to him, but yeah, we'll uh, see what his new nickname is as this year goes along. But I, I agree with you. He is he has a different look about him, including boy, nice beard and stuff. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, and he looks he looks older. Let's put it that way. But you know, we got to watch a little. You could see them out of you know way down there. I, I keep reminding myself to bring binoculars to these quote open practices. Uh, but you know, I, I, what stands out to me too is like the mesh that they have with C.J. Stroud now and stuff. Whereas this time a year ago, they were still working on all kinds of things. But there's a familiarity there between the quarterback and his running backs and the wide receivers and stuff uh, that, that's really, you can see it on the practice field. There were a few different things that I, you know, we, we talk about just general what we see on the field and, and who's flashing. Uh, it's not just a flash anymore for JT Tuimala and Jack Sawyer. Those guys look bulked up. They look ready to go. I wrote about it in the practice observations on lettermanroad.com. 
those guys have taken the, the training program to a level that I'm not sure I've, I've seen a lot of at Ohio State. I know Tui Maloa came in and, and immediately had to get to work and didn't get a lot of time in the weight room. Jack Sawyer has always been a, a bigger guy since he got here. But to see those two, and then you see all the other defensive linemen, and that's not knocking Teron Vincent and Jaron Cage and Zach Harrison and Javante Jean-Baptiste and, and da- on down the line. But to see what JT Tuimaloao and Jack Sawyer did in the training facility, in the weight room, in the rehab center, this offseason is absolutely terrifying for people who are going to try to block yeah. them. And, and I, I think the sky is the absolute limit for those two. I think Mickey Marotti would would uh, call those, for example, a couple guys like that, choice clay. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can make whatever you want to out of these dudes. And, uh, um, you know, I had Jack Sawyer on my podcast this week, and he was talking about how, you know, how much he has changed. But, uh, but just this is what people have to keep in mind. Uh, and uh, we're going to keep hammering this point because Jim Knowles even brings it up. You know, there are guys that went through the ringer last year, one form or fashion, had some flashes, like you said, of good play and some flashes of not good play. Uh, on this Ohio State defense, Jim Knowles is going to benefit as much from the experience that was gained last year as he is from his own scheme he's putting in the 4-2-5, and with the with the Leo and the uh, the extra safety on the field at all times. Uh, but uh, that that that's just an example of Ohio State. Even Ohio State, you know, Nick Saban said last year was a rebuilding year for Alabama. They played for the national championship. Ryan Day could say the same thing. Exactly. Ryan Day could definitely say the same thing, especially about defensively, but even offensively. They had a first-year starting quarterback, a first-year starting running back when Travion Henderson became the guy, et cetera. You saw the experiment they did on the offensive line, which worked pretty well most of the time, but not maybe Until it a, didn't. a few times when they needed, when push came to shove and they couldn't get it done against, uh, shoot, Oregon and, and Michigan, for example, uh, first half against Utah. Uh, now that offensive line, they've got an offensive line, as we, as we pointed out yesterday, it looks like an offensive line. But but back to your point, I mean, uh, Jack Sawyer and JT Tumola were uh, five stars for a reason. Yeah, and, and they look like they're beginning to become five-star players, not just five-star prospects. Because we haven't seen them do any football yet, you know. But just, the, you know, yeah. and really, we get to watch stretching and individual drills. They're hitting air, they're hitting the, the, the sled, they're hitting the pads. I mean, that there's no pads on yet, but those guys definitely look the part. And I yeah, think that's I like where a, yeah. the word observations comes in. That's yeah. why we use that, because it's not really what we're learning, it's what we're observing. Like I asked Jack, I said, are you looking forward to maybe dropping off and getting a pick six, you know, out there in the, on the edge, you know, that Leo yeah. look. And he goes, he hadn't had one since, uh, I think, his freshman year in high school. So, yeah, I mean, all the, the main thing that's going on, and we're seeing, I think, we're seeing enthusiasm, man. These guys, and, and we always see enthusiasm. Let's don't, let's don't sugarcoat it that much. But these guys are really fired up about what they're learning and the defense they're playing. I've, it really comes through, don't you agree? Yeah, and it, it extends far beyond the defense. I think that would be selling everyone short because No, I'm just talking about new, specifically about the yeah. defense because you were talking about Sawyer and Tui Molowau, how this defense could look different, just physically is going to look different the enthu- from a year ago. The enthusiasm is off the charts. And obviously, football's back. Everybody's excited. I'm excited. Tim's excited. Uh, but to watch, so, so Ryan Day broke the huddle with these guys to start practice after stretching. And I watched two grown men, 300 pound offensive linemen, Luke Whipler and Paris Johnson, take off in a dead heat sprint to race each other more than 100 yards to get to Justin Fry to start the individual drills. And then they had to go immediately as the starters into those drills. Yeah. 
you didn't see that from these offensive linemen last year. Yeah. You saw them, you know, they got there, but but it wasn't that. And I think that really set the tone for that offensive line group who had a really good, strong first 30 minutes of practice that we got to watch. Those yeah. guys look like they're absolutely ready to maul people. And if you have a center and a left tackle that are setting the tone, that's a pretty good start on the I'm offensive just, I'm line. I'm just sorry I didn't have my shakiest gun in the West uh, video camera running at that point because I was marveling at the same thing. But everybody was. These are guys who are enthusiastic about playing football and doing it together. I mean, and I'm watching like Matt Jones and, and like Enoch Vimahi. They've got, he's got to come on. I mean, he has come on in their, in their mind, but he's got to step up. Josh Fryer, I'm talking about backup offensive lineman at the moment. Yep. These guys have all got to, their game has all got to rise to a different level, and uh, and you're seeing an enthusiasm about them. And, and like I like I pointed out yesterday, they got blocking sleds out there, man. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean the sled is back. So a couple other news and notes before we get out of here. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. still looks like a freak. Uh, we're going to talk about him all preseason. No, Marvin Harrison Marvin Harrison Jr. looks freakier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he's going to be a problem for opposing defenses. Yeah. I'm not sure if a corner is going to be able to cover him. He's so big. A uh, couple other things. Jacob James was uh, snapping the ball to Kyle McCord. I took note of that because that that offensive line still yes. big, big question. Another mark. name. That, I've that got him in one string. of my videos. I posted. That second string offensive line is still a bit of an issue, and so if you can have Jacob James come on at the same time, Josh Fryer, Enoch Vimahi, yes. uh, you know, a couple other of those younger guys, Ben Chrisman, maybe start to come on, then you start to feel good about the depth of that offensive line. But Correct. that's a big development if Jacob James has taken that step, because uh, last year I don't think he was the backup. I think Toby yeah. Wilson, in all honesty, was the backup center. So to see Jacob James take that step, you know, and they always work. They always work. For example, with uh, Matt Jones. Yep. You know, I mean, just because a guy's the number two guy in there, that doesn't mean that's how they would shuffle things yep. if something happened to Whipler, but you're exactly right. A couple other notes. Uh, everybody's still healthy right now. It's second practice, but a uh, clean bill of health for the Buckeyes heading into the weekend. Uh, hotel check-in is Sunday, and the Buckeyes will get back to work, I believe, Saturday and Monday. Um, Tim, anything else before we get out of here and let uh, let the content go? No, I'm, I'm, I'm much more interested in if we get a few snippets of getting to watch practices uh, next week when they actually start practicing real football. Yeah, uh, that's what. That's when you, you know, when the rubber meets the road, so to speak. And and this team, you know, these coaches now they have to walk. The head coaches have to walk a fine line because you want these guys ready from a physical standpoint. I mean, Ryan Day has promised this is going to be a, as physical a camp as he can make it and be careful. Yep. Well, or do those two things go together? I'm not sure they are. But every, you know, all these players, all these coaches are aware of the tag they got after that game at Michigan last year uh, of not being physical, basically being almost soft, uh, vulnerable for sure at certain spots. And that is, they have run with that since then, but especially since the halftime of the uh, Rose Bowl against Utah, this, is, this team has had a different edge to it, in my opinion, of the guys that came back. And I think it's carried through so far into the little bit we've gotten to see of camp. Camp number two is in the books for Ohio State. Uh, running backs already been been talked to, if that's proper English. Uh, Tim and I will be here all Quizzed, I think, would be better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Tim and I will be here all preseason long, all season long, and all year long covering the Buckeyes for Letterman Row. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, come hang out with us on the Letterman Lounge, and we will see you back in here next week for more coverage of the Ohio State Buckeyes at Letterman Row. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 